This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Aver and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern, bringing you almost nearly 20 years experience in the Maryland and PA area. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a first time listener here on WFMD on our Frederick Real Estate Update, um, you can definitely go in the drop down. We have 270 past programs. Terry, down a little bit. We'll probably get a little under 500, I'm going to guess, by the time we hit the end of the year when Santa Claus arrives. Resales, depending on a contract, is 353. The average time on the market of those resales under contract pending is 21. Remember, we don't put new homes construction in because that's like over 100 and some days or six months or nine months or where it takes to build. So once you pull that neat little piece of data out, we get to 21. So that gap between under contract pending 21 and the average actives at 48 is a relative number to see how that changes. Sold in the last 30 days is 402. And 19 average days on the market of those. Um, and the sold to list price, the big one, drum beat, 99.8. So still holding pretty good. That's amazing. It is amazing. I know. It's wild. So it's just like I think we've just had so much craziness so fast that you have to look back at the last three months, two months in real estate. And what's happening today has no bearing on what happened two months ago. But in the next two or three months, we're really going to see some things maybe shift and change as far as data and numbers are concerned. So what are your thoughts? Rates, rates, rates. <laughs> I knew it. He's like, Darren, let's get away from the inventory, the numbers, <laughs> no, all I'm... the data, all the good stuff. Uh, I'm, uh, Terry, I'm just holding on to these numbers going, yes, this is actually really positive. Let's squeeze this teddy bear really tight. Let's hug Mickey before we got to leave Disney World. <laughs> one more time, please. One more picture with Disney. All right, let's go. Interest rates. Here we go. They have continued to climb, climb, climb. Fastest pace ever recorded. Um, and we're now at about 6.3% 30-year fixed rate. And you had said to me conventional loans is near 7%. And your voice cracked when it said almost 7%. So here's my question, Terry. If the mortgage world is already baked into the pie, as we have said over and over, and these things that were happening and the rate increase that just happened uh, this last week, then why the past few days rates going up a little more? Why? Well, first of all, it's a lot of more. I'm trying okay. to be healthy on that. I know. A little bit more, just a little bit. So here's what's basically yep. going on, okay? So Chairman Powell basically came out a couple months ago when he raised, when he did a three-quarter rate bump in July. And he said, we're going to revisit it in September, and we're going to kind of see how things are going, and it's going to be data-driven, okay? Not emotions, data. Not data. Not emotions, not panic, not fear, data-driven, okay? okay. All right. When you make a decision out of fear and panic, it never ends well. So True. what he was trying to do is bring a little bit of stability, I think, to the market and saying, we're basically going to uh, move forward with raising rates, but it's going to be data-dependent. So what has happened since then is basically... The data is not showing that the rates, that the, the increases that they've been making have really caused much of a slowdown in the economy. And that's what they're looking for. We've already talked about the GDP being slow, possibly recession, yada, yada, yada. But here's what happened this week. 
I told everybody listening last week and anybody that I talked to in the streets or, you know, so many people are so concerned about this. But what happened was he kind of went off his his calm and calming thing. And when he came out, we all knew that they were going to raise it by three quarters of a point, which yeah. they did. Yeah, nobody was really surprised and shocked on that one. So the prime rate was five and a half percent. It is now six and a quarter percent, and that's going to affect your credit cards. That's going to affect your home. Hello, he locks he locks your home equity lines of credit. It's also going to affect your thirty-year fixed rates because we kind of follow with that, not a full three quarters of a percent. But here's what happened, Darren. He he came out of the meeting and he basically said, "We've raised the rates three quarters of a percent." Everybody said, "Great," and what, thank you. What we were expecting to hear mm-hmm. was we're going to continue to evaluate and we're going to continue to uh, look at data and we're going to continue to raise rates if needed and when needed. Okay. That would have been good. What they basically came out and said, and, and, and they kind of said it as a group, is we're going to raise rates again in November. Huh. And we're going to probably do a three-quarter raise in November and a half percent raise in December. So a tremendous amount of anxiety rushed into the market yeah. and boosted our interest rates from about six and a quarter to seven percent over the last three days. Okay? Holy cow. And fear breeds fear and that's what's kind of happening, okay? Is fear breeds fear and pandemonium breeds pandemonium. And they were not nobody was expecting him to say that. And I, I don't know why they did it, but they did it. I think they're really trying to shock the market. So we've been in turmoil. You saw the stock market drop 1,200 points, then 500, came back a little bit. So nothing is going well for anybody right now if you're in my business or the stock business or if you have a 401K that you were hoping to retire. Nothing is going well right now, and a lot of it was caused by uh, the stance that the feds t- took. In, in 1984, I graduated from Frostburg, and I talked about that on the show. And I was a business and economics major. And Dr. Day was a, a great professor, um, very nice gentleman. But I'll never forget, uh, Peter Drucker was the chairman of the Federal Reserve back then. And I'll never forget, he, he basically said to us, don't ever think that the President of the United States is the most powerful man in the world. It is the chairman of the Federal Reserve. And we're starting to see that because <laughs> the rest of the world is reacting to is one reacting man. to what he's doing. That's okay? true. Yeah. And am I saying that he's doing it wrong? No. I think we're the Federal Reserve, and this is just my opinion, but I think what happened was they kept saying transitory inflation, transitory inflation. And for all the listeners, and you can go back, I always said, no, it's really not transitory in my opinion. I think that they got to start doing something, but they didn't. So that's why it is becoming a, uh, oops, we didn't react soon enough. And I think that's the feeling. The other feeling is that when the COVID hit and we as a, a government pumped in three trillion dollars of our own money to stimulate the economy rather than let things play out that also caused 
a lot of what's going on right now. So what's going to happen? Okay, what's going to happen in our business? And, and, and I'm, I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. Basically, until unemployment starts going up and until people stop thinking that rates are going to go up, 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 we're going to be in a situation where the demand is going to stay there. I talked about this last week. Is basically, if I know something's on sale next week, I'm not going to buy it today. Yep, you're waiting. But if I know that that price is going up next week, I'm basically going to buy it today. Okay? So until we can level out, uh, but by the end of the year, prime rate will probably be at 7.5%. That's a monster number. That hasn't been there in probably 20 years. Wow. Um, rates are going up faster. So so there's just a lot going on. But what's going to happen next week, Darren, is is we always talk about the consumer price index, the producer price index. I think things are going to settle down. Rates will come back down a little bit. You know, uh, when when there's bad news, rates go up faster than when there's good news. But it's going to calm down a little bit next week. And what we're going to see is basically the the only thing that matters next week is the PCE, okay? And that's the Personal Consumption Index. And that is really what the Fed looks at as a measure. They take that number, they strip out food and energy, and this really tells them where inflation is going. Yeah. So this is the number. They're expecting a 4% bump in July. There was only a, not 4%, a 0.4% bump. And if that number comes in lower than that, that is great news. Anything lower than that. July, it only went up 0.1%. And we started to feel that it was, you know, people were stopped buying stuff. But now they're buying stuff because they think that it's going to cost more. So ah, that's, that's the big that, number last week. Yeah, it's, uh, that's good. Yeah, I, I know I, I did a little. I don't, I, I don't even know if you saw it. I kind of did my own little rant there on the YouTube video there and stuff or whatever. And. Um, just the thing that got me was when I saw that one article, and I think I sent to you when they said they wanted to target, they want to target inflation, they want to get it down to two percent. And I thought you've got to be kidding me to get to two percent. I mean, I want to be Tom Cruise and fly a Maverick and an F jet fighter too, but that's not going to happen, and not overnight, and not. I mean, I don't. I mean, I can't even. I can't wrap my head around what what would it really take to go from seven, eight, nine percent inflation to two. I just don't even want to think about it. I think anything positive directions that we're going to go in is just a good, good start. Um, but how everybody adapts to it and what life's going to look like. And I think, Terry, at the end of the day, here's the bottom line. I think I'm worried about people's personal debt loads and all their stuff. And I just think that, um, you know, just get your house in order. Just be really careful and uh, just live, you know, trying to get things balanced. It's like a seesaw. Trying to get everything balanced, our personal lives, our relationships, this, that. Our kids behaving themselves in order and, and you know, and, and our jobs and, and everything else. Just balance has always been the thing everybody really wants. And so it's going to take sacrifice. I think the bottom line is we're starting to realize is um, we are going to – it's like leaving Disney World. We can't go in a week or two again, kids. i got to <clears> save for a year or two or more maybe. That's what I think we're getting ready to feel is some sacrifice and um, – However that looks, you know. And so, all righty. Well, here's the number one thing everybody wants to know out there. What are the solutions, Terry? 
Now that we have shared a lot of data information, you've watched the news and this and that, and you hear what's happening. Um, you know, we've got four main we've got four main things in as, as coming from a real estate agent. There's four things we look at is number one, conventional loans, 3%, 5%, 10, 20, and there's no mortgage insurance and whatever. And then we look at FHA loans, government backed, 3.5% down. Then we look at, oh, you're a veteran. We love you. And you can qualify with your benefit for 100% financing, no money down. And if the house sits in what is known as a targeted USDA rural housing area, not not ground beef and meat now. I say USDA loans, and people are like, why are you going to try to sell us a cow, Darren? We're not after the beef. The USDA, you just said. It's funny. I've had people do that. Um, no, that's a loan type. <laughs> it really, really is. No joking around. People think I'm joking. And it's great. I did that with one of my homes. You guys know <laughs> that. Um, but the bottom line is that's the other 100% financing. So you've got four main things. And then we're like, wait a minute, we talk about those, but you guys as mortgage guy, you know that there's a lot more solutions. And now, coming, pulling it back from the past, this is how I look at it, Terry. We went from, we went from no inspections as is, no contingencies, no home to sell, no this, no that. Um, by the way, we're thrown out appraisals. We'll pay 100% of the difference with that appraisal gap addendum in there. And we'll walk your dog and give you free pizza for a year. We went from that world three, six months ago to now with the with the mortgage world, this neat little thing called arm loans and buy downs and all that. And I want to speak one thing before you start. I just met with a seller yesterday. Good seller. This is a good one. You ready? Mm-hmm. If the public wants to know what a good seller is right now, I'm going to give you a good seller. I met at their property in Myersville. Nice big house, rancher, two levels, detached Nice garage with storage on top. Had an oil pit in the bottom where you can change oil out of. And I'm like, wow, I haven't seen one of those in a while. Car lifts and all that. Great property. Beautiful place. 1.39 acre lot right there in Myersville in the mountain. Uh, Beautiful. Beautiful place. Cows across the street. Chickens. I mean, it's gorgeous, right? Meet the seller there. They're doing a bunch of work. He looks at me and he says, all right, Darren. I know what's going on news. You don't have to give me a lot of updates here. I don't need a lot of fluff. He said, uh, here's the bottom line. Um, I don't want to overprice our home. I don't want to chase the market down. I don't want to do a price reduction to get a buyer in here. Um, He goes, I know this place is going to sell fine. I'm not worried about that. I've researched you as a referral. I know you do a good job. He said, I want to ask you, I think it might be a good idea here to do this buy down thing and offer that to a buyer right away. What do you think about that? What do you? Th- How do you think my reaction was with that conversation? Wow! What well, it's great to have somebody that's not upset that they've missed the boat. Yeah, you know, it's somebody a realist. He's real out reality, right? He's not going by his feelings and emotions. And I deserve this. And the neighbor got this. And Uncle Bob that drives a truck told me I could get this. And Zillow told me this. And yeah, we don't. Two other realtors told me this, and they don't have. Well, it was none of that. He just got right straight down Terry through the chase, and he got right down to Mister Seller. You just brought up a really good solution. Maybe you should get your real estate license and join me. Actually, I almost invite him to the next listing appointment. Hey, you want to come with me? <laughs> the voice of reason, right? So here's the thing, Terry. Solutions. What are the best solutions right now you're offering to buyers? So, basically, you want a lower rate. So, adjustable rate mortgage is going to be 
the number one thing. But let's talk a little bit about an adjustable rate mortgage. But that's okay? scary to hear. Adjustable rate. Adjustable rate. So crash of 2008, most of those adjustable rates went bad because of one thing is that the industry that I love and dear, the mortgage industry, basically there was no accountability for a loan officer. There was no accountability for a buyer. You didn't need credit. You didn't need this. You didn't need that. You didn't need down payment. You just need a pulse. Just need a pulse. Put it into an adjustable, and most of those adjustables went bad. Yeah. Okay? So they got a very bad reputation. Today's environment is 100% different. Yes, okay? it is. We don't do interest only. We don't do the um, uh, no-doc loans. We don't do the low, low credit. So the adjustable rates are going to come back, and they're going to come back very, very strong. Okay? okay. People are going to get over 2008 pretty quickly because if somebody wants an adjustable rate, now is the time to take a look at. Before I get into adjustable rates, let's address your buy-down situation that you had. So what is the sales price on the buy-down? Okay. Oh, the house uh, the is... House. Four, I'm sorry. Uh, they were good to be at 425 425 Okay. So let's say that somebody comes in, and let's just say they do a $400,000 loan. Okay. Let's okay. just round it down to that. Um, basically, you're looking at a... Five uh, percent down payment. Okay, yep. so, so four hundred thousand yep. is the ballpark. All right. So let's talk a little bit about a buy down. So when the customer said, "I'm willing to pay for a buy down," now a buy down is a two one buy down. What does that mean? And this is very very important to realize is that what you're doing is you're temporarily buying down the interest rate that is going to be your thirty year fixed rate. Okay, you temper you know, you temporarily buy it down in year one, year two, and in year three, it levels out at the rate. So let's take an interest rate of seven percent. Okay. Okay. By the way, that's about the average. Also, that's about the average right now. Of mortgages. Uh, over. Yeah. Over the mortgage time. Yeah. Right now, it's about a seven percent rate. Rates jumped up three quarters of a point. It will settle down, but let's use this as an example. So it's seven percent, or let's say uh, let's take seven and a quarter percent. Okay. Okay. Seven and a quarter. We're going to take seven and a quarter. So what we're going to do is we're going to give somebody a thirty-year fixed rate at seven and a quarter percent. The twist we're going to do is we're going to do a two-one buy-down. So we're going to buy down the rate by two percent in the first year. 1% in the second year, and then years 3 through 30, it'll be fixed at 7 and a quarter. Okay. okay. All right. Year one, we're going to buy it down to 5 and a quarter percent. What does that mean? That means that your first year, the principal and interest is going to be $2,542. Okay. That's at 5 and a quarter percent. The second year, your rate's going to go up. And it's going to go up by about $250 to $2,796. Okay. Okay. So you're with me. Yeah. <clears throat> Year three, it's going to go up to $3,062, about another 28, 
about another $250. Okay. okay? So it's going to go up another $250. So basically the difference between your final principal and interest, this is not taxes, insurance, this is nothing except principal and interest because that's what we're focusing on. So your final principal and interest at $400,000 loan is $3,062. And this is at 7.25%. Now, are rates at 7.25%? Not really, but I'm just trying to show you kind of the differences here just to give you an idea because that's where rates are headed. Yeah, Okay. right. That's where rates are headed. So we're going to buy this loan down, buy that 2%. So there's a cost to it, right? I can't just say, well, yeah. What are you? What is the cost to do a buy down? Okay, let's take a number of two point seven five percent, and that is the cost. That is the cost to buy down the rate. It's really about two point six two five in that range, but we're going to round up a touch just for simplicity. Four hundred thousand dollar loan. We're going to prepay the first two years of interest, and that cost is going to be at 2.75%. That cost is going to be about $11,000. So if your seller wants to pay for that buy-down, they're going to have to pay $11,000 towards their closing costs for that 2-1 For the buyer. Down. Okay. So instead of just giving 3% closing help to the buyer in this situation... It's a scenario that's going to be like, hey, we're going to give you $11,000 to do this buy-down and save you a bunch of money on your mortgage so you can get into here cheaper than if you were in a fixed rate. Is that correct? That is correct. So you can advertise that Mm -hmm. or you can basically say, we're going to give you 3% towards closing costs. Our recommend, you know, if you want, you can buy the rate down. Yeah, you can use it towards that, whatever you want to do. Let right. them decide. Okay, here's the thing. We got two and a half minutes in the program. All right, when a seller offers that buy down program, and you like, is that uh, we haven't done? Terry has been in 19 years. We haven't done buy downs. I've done arm. I've seen armless. When a seller is giving it, we just do closing cost help. Does that mean it's still just a closing cost addendum, and you lenders take it from there, or do we have <clears> to put in the sales contract? It's not closing costs. There's an addendum that says buyer and seller agree that seller will give buyer $11,000 towards their interest rate mortgage program buy-down. Does it have to be that to satisfy uh, you guys as lenders, or how does that work? So we have not done a buy-down in a long, long time. <laughs> None of us have. This is like waking up so to snowfall is, So next week August. is homework week. Okay. But, yeah. but we're, what we're taking a look at is is it is a seller concession. Okay. And they can use that money to use it on buy-down, or they can go with the 7% rate or whatever the rate is at the time, and then they can use that money. But the buy-down is something that is being talked about. I, I was at the Realtor Convention this past week down in Ocean City, and the big topic was the 2-1 buy-down. It was the adjustable rates. And most of the veteran agents that were there that I talked to, some of them I haven't seen since pre-COVID, and it was yeah. great to catch up sure. with so many agents. But the veterans basically said, we've been through this before. You know, there wasn't any fear or, or you know, anxiety. They just said, you know, adjustable rates, but the buy-down. So that those were the two big topics right there.
Okay. Yeah, so the big thing is how that's directed, how that goes as far as how you guys handle all that. And, um, and you know, as far as realtors, we don't, we're not really – I don't really care how the money's used and allocated and all that because that's on the buyer side, and they have to figure it out with you guys as lenders. But that's really good to know. Um, we have about one more minute left in the program, Terry. I know with ARM loans, and we'll talk about this in the next segment if there's any additional details people want to know about or, or, or let us know. ARM loans are what? 3-1 ARM, 5-1 ARM, 10-1 ARM, right? Yes. All right. Take 60 seconds or less to tell us what are those numbers? What the heck does that mean? So next show we'll talk about the ARMs, but we'll talk about the terms, okay? Yeah, so what the are those first number mean? that you always see listed, and it's a 3 slash 1, 5 slash 1. First one is how many years your initial rate is fixed. Okay. The next number there is how often... It adjusts once you're out of that initial term. Oh, gotcha. Once so that on term is on kind of thing. So on a 7-1 arm, you're fixed for seven years, and then it turns into a one-year adjustable after that. All right. There you go. Hey, folks, <laughs> this news got me so cranked up, Terry. Guess what? I am packing my bags, and in, uh, tomorrow we are out of here. I'm taking six boys to Colorado. We're going to hike up in the mountains of 13,000 feet and ride buggies. And check out the new snowfall because it is already getting white out in Colorado. Plus, the aspens are changing. We're going to have a great time. I'll see you guys when we get back on your Frederick Real Estate Update. Thanks so much. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.